Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nico, the Notorious Fantasy Edit. Today's video, I'll be talking about the worst middle round picks for fantasy football in 2020 based off of the current ADP. Now, I've actually done this for the early rounds as well. It's called the worst value picks in the early rounds of your 2020 fantasy football draft. Now, the reason why I don't like some of these guys are going to be different for every single guy. Some guy might just be, I don't feel that he's going to be worth that pick. Some guys I am just very worried about. I just feel like the other guys going around them are actually better overall when compared to that player. Or maybe, just maybe, some of these guys are just getting drafted way too early for where I would personally want to draft them. So before I get into my worst middle round draft picks for fantasy football in 2020, I'd like to ask you guys, could please go down below and click that subscribe button. It's free and I post content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship. We're almost in August. It's almost draft time and you guys better believe we are rising and we are grinding every single day. There are videos on my channel and coming in August, we're going to have videos every single day plus maybe two videos every single day. So let's get right into it. The first round to talk about here is round number six, pick 61 through 72. So pick 61 is Deshaun Watson, 62 is Devontae Parker, followed by Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Swift, Kareem Hunt, Raheem Mostert, Cam Akers, A.J. Green, Jarvis Landry, Marquise Brown, Evan Ingram, and Julian Edelman. Now, a couple of these actually call out to me and tell me that these are picks that I don't want to make in 2020. The first would be DeAndre Swift, Detroit running back. Uh, obviously, he's a rookie running back, so that even dampers him even more. I'm just afraid that there's so little run heavy in Detroit. They really don't like to run the ball all that much. They really find a success in the passing game with Matthew Stafford. So I don't really see a reason to draft DeAndre Swift when on Johnson is still there. He obviously has not opted out or anything yet, just like... Uh, Obviously, the breaking news yesterday was that Damian Williams ended up uh, opting out of the season, so that made CH completely skyrocket up, but DeAndre Swift still has that competition with Carryon Johnson. And then another pick that calls out to me is A.J. Green, pick 68. He's the guy we're going to be talking about, but the other one that calls out to me as a pick I'm trying to avoid is Evan Ingram, especially coming off the board as tight end number six. I just typically don't draft those middle-round tight ends. I either draft the early ones in Kittle, Kelsey, or Mark Andrews, or I just wait until the end of the draft and then draft one of the higher upside guys that I really like, and also Evan Ingram has that big injury history, just like A.J. Green, who we're going to be talking about right now. A.J. Green, wide receiver of the Cincinnati Bengals. A.J. Green is six foot four, two 211 pounds, out of Georgia, 32 years old right now. Not super old for a wide receiver, but he's getting up there in age, but that doesn't really mean really anything until he gets to be like 35, and then you're going to start to probably worry. So 4.50, 40-yard dash, 67th percentile, 86th percentile speed score, 52nd percentile burst score, 63rd percentile agility score, and an 87th percentile catch radius. Now, A.J. Green right now is coming off the board as wide receiver number 28 and pick 68. My biggest concern with A.J. Green is his durability. This guy will just get hurt doing pretty much anything. He's mowing the lawn. He somehow accidentally fucking hits an acorn on the ground and the acorn ricochets back and just hits him in the dome and he is concussed. He somehow is tying his shoelaces in the morning and he accidentally uses a knife instead of his fingers to obviously, you know, tie his cleats up and he just fucking stabs himself. That's just the things that happen to AJ Green. The guy just always is constantly getting hurt and he's missing a absorbent amount of time. I think that's the correct word for that. He just misses a zillion games. Last year, they seem like, oh, AJ Green will be back in four games. And then the next report, AJ Green will be back in eight games. And then the next report, 
report. He'll be back in a couple of weeks. And then he just never ends up showing up. Now, he did actually sign his franchise tender, so he will actually play this year. Hopefully, probably just a couple of games because he will probably end up getting hurt. He didn't play in at all in 2019. So his stats that are on your screen right now are from 2018. Wide receiver number 44 in 2018, 16.6 PPR points per game, ranking 16th at the wide receiver position. He played only nine total games. 77 targets, 8.6 per game, ranking 50th at the wide receiver position, 46 receptions, 5.1 per game, 50th at wide receiver, 694 yards, 77.1 per game, 42nd at wide receiver, 6 total touchdowns, 23rd amongst wide receivers, and 6 red zone receptions, 39th amongst wide receivers. So A.J. Green obviously still going to be likely the wide receiver one of the Cincinnati Bengals, which is obviously going to be good for him, but something also important to note that Tyler Boyd actually plays better with A.J. Green healthy. So A.J. Green, when he's healthy, is going to be very good, but why am I going to invest in him this early in the draft in the sixth round? People were drafting him last year around this same spot, around maybe like the seventh or eighth round, and the guy seemed like he wasn't—he was going to miss time. So why are we drafting him this high? Again, he is completely fool's gold. You think of A.J. Green, you think of a top 12 wide receiver, and that's what he used to be when he used to be able to be healthy, but now I am not confident in A.J. Green at all to be able to stay healthy on this Cincinnati Bengals team. So his injury probability is 66.7%, ranking fifth at the wide receiver position. His fragility rating, or his fragility, I don't even know how you pronounce that, but he's very fragile. Fragility ranking, I think is how you would say it. 84.6, number 10 at wide receiver. So this guy is very, very fragile. He's like that fine china your mom told you not to touch, and then you actually knock it over and shatters into a zillion pieces. That's what A.J. Green is. Last offseason, or during the season, I believe. I don't even know when it was. It was sometime during the season because he just decided to sit him down and lace the cleats up and throw him over the fucking one of those telephone wires like Marshawn Lynch did when he retired. Because that's what A.J. Green should do. He should retire. High ankle sprain in preseason. He had ankle reconstruction surgery which last 14, 4 to 16 months. He list, he had multiple toe sprains. He had a toe sprain uh, in 2018. He's had turf toe multiple times, hamstring strain, knee contusion, concussion. This guy's just getting all types of fucked up every single year. So I'm just going to stay away from a guy who I know is just like drafting a guy who you know is just not going to play the whole season probably play like 10 games in the seventh round now we get into the seventh round ADP if you guys have enjoyed thus far please make sure to click that subscribe button interesting enough the first pick of the seventh round is Tyler Boyd his teammate who I personally like a zillion times better at 74 we have Michael Gallup next pick is Robert Gronkowski next pick is Tyler Higby followed by James White Ronaldo Jones Drew Brees Tom Brady Tampa Bay Tom Hunter Henry Darius Geis Damian Williams and Matt Ryan Clearly, the ADP is not super updated because Damian Williams opted out of the season, so you should not be drafting Damian Williams at all, and obviously, I talked about that earlier. That really skyrockets up CEH, so for me, there are a couple of picks in this round that I'm really kind of just pivoting off of. I don't really like Hunter Henry all that much due to the fact that his injury concerns, I also would not be drafting Damian Williams like I just said. Tyler Higby, or Gronk, is actually really the guy I don't like here. Tyler Higby, I just kind of feel iffy on. I think he should be fine, but Gronk, I don't know, man. He's been off of, he hasn't even played in a year. He's been kind of injury riddled. He hasn't really been able to stay healthy. And as you guys know, I just really stay away from these injury prone kind of players. I'd rather draft a guy that I feel could play all 16 games. But the biggest concern of mine in round seven, my do not draft pick of round number seven, locked and loaded. You can put the fucking gavel on it. Judge Judy style, you smack that shit down because this is a mortal lock. 
of the century, a pick you do not want to draft in 2020, and that is Darius Geis of the Washington football team. Darius Geis, running back of the Washington football team, 5'11", 224 pounds, out of LSU, 23.1 years old. He ran a 4.49 40-yard dash, 80th percentile, 91st percentile speed score. Doesn't have a burst or an agility score because he probably ended up getting hurt during the combine before they could even figure that out in 11th percentile bench press. Now, Darius Geis is a very talented player. I will not tell you right now that this guy sucks. Same thing with A.J. Green. They are both talented guys. But both of these guys know the local head lady that, or not head lady or head man, whoever the fuck takes you, checks you in at the hospital, they know that person by name. They know them very well because they're always in the hospital. Right now, Darius Geis is going as running back number 32 off the board, pick 82. And I'm not even confident Darius Geis is the starting running back of the Washington Redskins by like week six because he'll probably end up getting hurt. And if he doesn't, Adrian Peterson's still there, Antonio Gibson. So there's kind of a cluttered backfield Completely, so I don't even know why anyone's even really on him. Last season, he finished as running back number 69. Very nice. In playing in just five games. In his NFL career, he has played five total games. His rookie season, he missed the whole entire year. He had 11.5 PPR points per game, ranking 29th at the running back position, 42 carries, 8.4 per game, ranking 72nd. I'm not even going to read where it ranks and any of this stuff because it's just so low, it doesn't really matter. 245 rushing yards, 49.0 per game, 10 targets, 2.0 per game, 7 receptions, 1.4 per game, 245 receiving yards, 49.0 per game. Red zone touches were 8, 1.6 per game, and his total touchdowns were 3rd, 50th at the running back position. So Darius Geis doesn't really do anything that makes me want to draft him. Sure, he'll have some nice breakaway runs. He'll look pretty good on the field, but the guy just can't stay on the field. And now they bring in Antonio Gibson, who I think could even further hurt Darius Geis, who's not really a pass-catching running back. And getting a guy that is a pass-catching running back helps your fantasy team so much more, definitely if you're in a half PPR or a full PPR type of league, which most leagues are. And like I said, he missed his whole rookie season, played five games in 2019, but he only started one, and they used their second-round draft pick, like I said, on Antonio Gibson, not their second-round draft pick. Actually, it was a third-round draft pick, but they didn't have a pick until the second round because they drafted Chase Young in the first round and then didn't have anything until that third round. So Darius Geis pretty much is like lighting your draft pick on fire. You're setting your whole seventh round on fire. You're setting the running back core on fire because once Darius Geis is healthy, you are going to want to play him. I bet sure as fuck that you will want to put him in your lineup. If he gets hurt and he comes back like week nine, you're going to want to play him again because you saw that he played pretty good and then he's just going to get hurt again and he's just going to shove his dick further into your ass by fucking you over year in and year out. Don't draft Darius. Guys, it's plain and simple. Don't draft those injury-prone guys. So now into round numero eight. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button. So at 85, we have injured Debo Samuel. I did not end up picking him for this part due to the fact that he's injured. I think he could miss some significant time, maybe a whole month of the season. So I'm pretty much fading him as well, but I didn't want to talk about him since the fact that he's actually hurt right now, and I feel like that would just be a cop-out answer 86 is will fuller next pick is my main man five foot five Tariq cohen Keyshawn vaughn brandon cooks josh allen jk dobbins marvin jones jordan howard aaron Rodgers, philip Lindsay, and to close out the eighth round we have running back sony michelle so my pick for this round is if you guys have been watching me for a while you know the guy i hate here aaron Rodgers, quarterback number 11 off the board
Aaron Rodgers, I believe, is honestly just getting picked there strictly based off of the name value. Green Bay Packers, six foot two, two hundred and thirty three or two hundred and twenty three pounds, thirty six point seven years old, eightieth percentile forty yard dash with a four point seven one, seventy second burst score, uh rating twenty eighth percentile agility score, ninety second percentile Wonderlick score with a thirty nine because Aaron Rodgers is wicked smart. His throw velocity is probably ninety ninth percentile. This guy just throws absolute missiles, but the reason why I don't like Aaron Rodgers is not because he is actually worse than he used to be. It's strictly due to the fact that Mr. Matt LeFleur, coach of the Green Bay Packers, just likes to run the ball more than Mr. Mike McCarthy did in the past. He liked to pass the ball. He wanted a pass-heavy offense. Aaron Rodgers now is in a runner-heavy type of offense where Aaron Jones can really carry the team. And they didn't bring in a single fucking wide receiver for Aaron Jones. No, not for Aaron Jones, for Aaron Rodgers. They said, you know what, Aaron? Why, let's, well, you know, in the first round, you know what we'll do? We'll actually bring in your competition in Jordan Love, who will eventually take your job. And then the second round, let's draft another fucking running back. You know, fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. We don't care about you at all. We don't want you to succeed. There is no wide receiver there besides Devontae Adams. That's how it was last year. That's why we saw Devontae Adams have a good season. I think he has a good season again, but I'm just concerned about Aaron Rodgers' weapons there not being good enough for Aaron Rodgers to really succeed, especially in a a team that really tries to run the ball. So quarterback number 11 off the board, pick number 94. Now last year he actually finished as quarterback number 9, but we're going to get into why in a couple of minutes, why those numbers were just so inflated. He should not have been inside of the top 10, but he had a couple good games that really skyrocketed his numbers much higher into where you would obviously, well, into where his numbers would be good enough to where you might want to pick him, but if you look closer, you don't really want to pick him. So he had 17 points per game last season, ranking 13th at the quarterback position, playing in all 16 games. That's something that Aaron Rodgers is known for. He's not a guy that's really injury prone. 569 pass attempts, 35.6 per game, ranking 8th at the quarterback position. Now, I know what you might be thinking. You're going to be thinking, Nick, you said they're more run heavy. Being the 8th most pass attempts, Aaron Rodgers, that's still pretty good, right, Nick? No, because Aaron Rodgers was used to being one of those top five kind of guys, just railing the ball out there, throwing it to these good wide receivers, and then the team just decided to take a shit on him and give him no more wide receiver options. So 4,002 passing yards for Mr. A.A. Ron Rodgers, 250.1 per game, ranking 11th at the quarterback position, 26 passing touchdowns at a 4.6% rate, 8 at the quarterback position, 4 INTs, which is something Aaron Rodgers is very good at. He's not really throwing too many picks. 14 interceptable passes, ranking 22nd at the quarterback position. He had 46 carries, 13th at the quarterback position. Aaron Rodgers isn't really one of those guys that's super-duper mobile, even though he actually could be mobile if he tried to run the ball more. He just doesn't really do that. Ranking 13th at the quarterback position, 183 rushing yards, 16th at the quarterback position, and 1 rushing touchdown, ranking 20th at the quarterback position. So if we actually take a look-see-poo right here at his stats, the reason why he finished quarterback 9, it could be because he played all 16 games, which obviously boosts him up a little bit. But what he relies on is having big games that boost his point total of 278.33, having the lowest points per game he has ever had since 2007. If we notice here, looking at the numbers on the bottom, he wasn't necessarily that good on a weekly basis. Sure, he was playing fine, 12 points week one, then 14, then 13, but then he gets a great 25, and then 9, and then 18, and then he boosts his total completely by this one week up against the Las Vegas Raiders, I believe it was. Maybe it was Kansas City. No, it was up against the Las Vegas Raiders. He dropped 43.76 fantasy points. Now, you might be wondering, why is that so important? Because the next couple of weeks, he was barely even dropping over 15 points per game. He dropped, after 43, he got 27, then 12, 10, 9. And we're not doing a countdown here. That's just the points he was scoring. Then 28, then 11, 14, 
8 19. He's very, very inconsistent, and he's just not passing the ball enough to make him worthy of a guy that I want to be drafting, especially since his point total really got boosted by the fact that he was doing so good in those couple of games. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to avoid Aaron Rodgers in 2020. I really don't like him at the draft capital where you're going to have to be picking Aaron Rodgers right now. So if you even further look deeper into the numbers like I was talking about, about the past run splits between Matt LaFleur and Mr. Mike McCarthy, with LaFleur, they're running the ball 8% more with a 40% run versus 60% pass split with Rodgers uh, averaging 17.4 points per game. With the Packers run pass split in 2018 under McCarthy, they were only running the ball 32% of the time compared to 40, pass get 68% of the time compared to 60, and Rodgers was averaging two points more with 19.5 PPR points per game, but that number was much more consistent. He wasn't really balling out for 50 points, and then the next week, shitting the bed. He was just having an overall more consistent season, so I think this is why we've seen Aaron Rodgers' numbers really take a downward spiral. So if we're looking at the round nine, the final round of this video, if you guys enjoyed thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button. At number 97, to start off the ninth round, we see Carson Wentz, followed by Jared Cook, Kerryon Johnson, Tevin Coleman, Deontay Johnson, Marlott Mack, Christian Kirk, Matt Burita, Emmanuel Sanders, Hayden Hurst, Matthew Stafford, and the 49ers defense. An obvious fade in this round to me would be Kerryon Johnson as well as Mr. Where'd he go? Tevin Coleman right underneath him. Tevin Coleman, obviously, now that uh, Rashad, or not Rashad Penny, Raheem Mostert is going to be now signed back there. He actually is going to sign. He's actually going to play. Tevin Coleman's really fallen down for me. I don't really want to draft him now that I think Raheem Mostert should be the starter. Sure, he's a fine pick, maybe in like the 11th round, but the 9th round is a little too heavy for my price. I'd rather just draft Jarek McKinnon later in like the 13th round if I'm looking for an upside running back if someone was to end up going down. Obviously, Another pick that I don't like at all here is the 49ers defense. Don't draft the defense in the ninth round. I'm not going to talk about them being the team that are the player that I don't want to pick here because they're a defense, but that is very important since I'd rather draft any of these guys over a defense in the ninth round because that really handicaps your team since you're not going to be able to get the running back and wide receiver depth that you want to win your fantasy football championship. So final player to talk about here is Jared Cook, wide or not wide receiver, tight end of the New Orleans Saints, six foot five, two 248 pounds, 33.3 years old, based on his workout match though this guy is an absolute freak athlete 98th percentile 40 yard dash with a 4.5 97th percentile speed score 98th percentile burst score and 97th percentile catch radius with the 25th percentile agility score so last year Jared Cook actually finished much better than it probably would have looked because the beginning of his season was absolutely atrocious a lot of people drafted Jared Cook last year thinking he's going to be like Jimmy Graham of the past where True Breeze is just peppering the guy with targets and that just didn't really happen right now coming off the board is tight end number 10 and pick number 92. So he finished his tight end number 13, like I said, in 14 games. 12.0 PPR points per game, ranking 9th at the tight end position. 65 targets, 4.6 per game, ranking 16th at tight end. 43 receptions, 3.1 per game, ranking 14th at tight end. 705 receiving yards, 50.4 per game, ranking 8th at tight end. 5 red zone receptions, 24th at tight end. And 9 total touchdowns at a 20.9% rate second at tight end. A 20.9% rate. I put that in there because that is fucking crazy. His touchdown regression is going to be insane. No one touches scores touchdowns at a 20% rate. That's just absolutely crazy. And the fact that they added Emmanuel Sanders, I think, is going to end up hurting Jared Cook as a whole since Jared Cook was really the second best target besides Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara.
guy was uber efficient last season. I really just don't see that correlating into a super efficient 2020 season. I just think Jared Cook played the best football he possibly could have played with the opportunity given to him. And I think if the opportunity decreases, his numbers won't look as good in 2020. And to me, Jared Cook is more of a safe pick in this round, whereas I'd much rather just wait a little and go with a more high risk kind of a player or just go with another tight end in this round in Hayden Hurst. So my efficiency or his efficiency stats are 16.4 yards per reception, ranking first at the tight end position, 10.8 yards per target first at the tight end at tight end position, 11.3 yards per target distance, which is air yards, second at tight end, and 732 total target distance, air yards, eighth at the tight end position. So this guy was just getting the ball thrown to him all the time, or not even all the time, but when he was getting the ball thrown to him, he was getting thrown to him deep down the field. I just think this goes down. I don't think he's the number one most efficient tight end in fantasy football or in the NFL in 2020, so I think his numbers are going to digress, and I would just much rather wait and pick a different guy or just wait on Jared Cook overall and just try not to pick him in the ninth round because I think that's a little high for big man Jared Cook. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you ended up enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. It's free, and I produce content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship. Check out the draft guide as well. I love each and every single one of you guys, and I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another banger of a video. Good boy!